Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. And of course, all across the country and all of our great ESPN stations, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen in for Greeny today. As still out, not feeling well, COVID joined us yesterday. And um, when Greeny was on with us yesterday, we kind of had a feeling today may not be his day either. <laughs> and that is what Greeny sounded See, like Greeny yesterday. should have just not called in yesterday because I think the call, really, he kind of incriminated himself. Like, I, think he <laughs> made, I think he made it a, a virtual certainty that he was not going to be allowed because it was How such a distracting. How are we going to do this to, like this? So is that that's Cam or is that Bubba back in Bristol playing these drop spots? <laughs> uh-huh. The Hackett. Uh-huh. That's the Hackett. Oh, it's so good. We had to name them. They were so bad. Yeah, in the middle of that interview, he was like, I'm actually feeling fine, guys. Oh, it sounded great. Yeah, yeah you sound great, great Greeny. sounded great. If by fine, I mean feel like I'm dying or at least sound like I'm dying. Yeah. Bronchitis. Yeah, I mean, it's so bad he got me sick, so I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, actually uh, call, I'm congested now because of him. Yeah, that just means his Cowboys play tonight. He wants to stay up late and mm. have fun. And <laughs> nah, smart, smart, Bubba. <laughs> just making sure the drop was over me there. Oh, boy. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive of insurance hembo evan cohen normally hear us on uh, or me at least on unsportsmanlike 6 to 10 a.m eastern here on espn radio we do have a big thursday night football game tonight between the seahawks and bubba's cowboys cowboys favored by 9 8 20 p.m eastern time tonight and we have an interesting setup here this evening because the dallas cowboys are a team like the miami dolphins that have not had that signature win although the dolphins win retroactively against the Broncos looks a little better now 70 points and the Broncos have a winning record there they've won five games in a row here and I look at this game tonight and I'm already on Bubba's behalf preemptively worried not about the Cowboys losing but about people tomorrow downgrading the Seahawks where then this doesn't count as a good win so we need to decide today before this game happens tonight if Dallas wins tonight, are we going to say this is a good win and thus the Cowboys are for real? Or are we just going to say, nope, it's all about next week against the Eagles? I think we need to see what it looks like. If the Dallas Cowboys go out there and play Seattle the way that they've played the last month, which is to say run them into the ground, the Cowboys have been utterly dominant. But they've been utterly dominant against directional schools over the last month. They've played the easiest schedule in the whole league this year. By a long shot, they have the worst strength of victory of any team currently in line to make the playoffs. But the Seahawks are a good football team. The Seahawks would be the best team the Cowboys have beaten to date. And so long as they don't go out there and lay an egg, whether it be in a close win or in a loss, I think we've got to give them their flowers. We can't have it both ways. If the Cowboys destroy every team on their schedule, we have to evaluate them and credit them the same way that we would anybody else. Cowboys wins this season. Giants twice, Jets, Patriots, Chargers, Rams, Panthers, and Commanders. Here's what I'd rather do. I'd rather then say, I'd rather look back and think, the team that they were playing as if we were operating before the season, is that a good win? Because I think some of those would have been good wins if they were the teams that we expected them to be. But what difference does that make now? I'm just pointing out one thing. I'm saying that if the Dallas Cowboys had the same record today as they did, you know, and we said through 11 games, mm-hmm. eight and three before the season, I think we would automatically look at them and say, Mike McCarthy, coach of the year, Dak Prescott, MVP. We candidate. have a great person to ask, Bubba. 
eight, eight and three. If we had told you before the season that they would be in this exact uh, same position, with an eight and three record with the number one offense in the league, with the number one pass rush in the league, would you have signed up for and that? And TD to interception ratio. Sorry to interrupt, but on, on Dak, sure, I think that's important. He's been magnificent, six, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. What would you have taken it, Bubba? What do you say? I think it depends on what the uh, Eagles' record is, though. Too, if, if you tell me the Eagles are even better. I would I would not take it. So Bubba's using the sort of Michigan-Ohio State logic here where the other games matter, but that one game and that other team is sort of the ultimate white whale. And I understand that because I actually think the Cowboys need to be the one seed in the NFC to have a real shot at the Super Bowl this year. It's just so incredibly rare for teams to be able to run the table by winning road games. And they've been so incredibly dominant in that building over the last two years. I just don't see a direct path for them to be able to get to the Final Four and most definitely not to the Super Bowl if they can't do it through Jerry's world. The right. weird, the that's weird the thing. thing. I think if they were 8-3 and three in, in first place, I would say, oh, that's great. But mm-hmm. that's clearly not going to be the case with the Eagles. Well, you do sound bad. Worse yeah. and worse by, every, with every word. By the end of the show, he's not going to mm-hmm. have a voice. Yeah, well, we're dropping just, like flies. It's Greeny's fault. I told you. So, must, <laughs> so Bubba, Bubba, tell us the uh-huh. truth. Did you, did you get sick because you went over there yesterday, made the soup, and then exposed yourself to the virus? I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but that he, seems, he, needed, I mean, he needed soup. That he, seems likely. What other interpretation soup? would there be? Greeny was asking for soup. Bubba shows up today sick. He must have gone to make the soup. I just I love mean, he, every he single time. He can't make time. soup any other way. <laughs> I, think, I love every single time we play the drop. Cam, who like tries to be serious, like mm. a serious, like a Quite. producer of the show. Yes. Like Bubba's acknowledged the fact that Bubba's just here to have fun. Mm-hmm. and produce, it, He works his butt off. But sure. he also wants to smile and have fun. Yeah, we can do both. Cam's still on the rise as somebody like, hey, I need to prove myself. And mm-hmm. every single time we play that drop, <laughs> he's done. Yeah. He, a deeply done. serious man. He's done. Bubba leans into, I'm going to have fun. It's on, we're on the radio. And Cam's like, let's have a serious discussion about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and then, boom, we play that. And he can't control himself as we're making fun of somebody's pain and suffering through COVID right now. But, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, we are. Sorry, Coach. I mean, we just are. You know, the, listen, I, I am in total disagreement with all of you. How so? Because this is going to be a good win tonight for the Cowboys. Like, I'm going to preemptively strike and tell you this is going to be a good win. I don't care if they win 10-9. You don't? I don't. Hmm. They're nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Okay, well, fine. There's no way people are going to say it's a good win tomorrow. I I understand people won't, Bubba, but I will. Because I'm looking at this, and I'm saying that if we're going to say the Seattle Seahawks are a playoff team, they could be a playoff team. No, I think they're on the decline on the side note here, but I'm just saying I do think that. And I think they've gotten the best out of Geno Smith, and I don't think it's going to get better from Geno Smith over this year. And I thought they should have actually drafted a QB when they wanted one instead of when they needed one, which is the best time to draft a Well, that's QB. a lot of qualifiers for what you're about I'm to just, say. No, I'm just pointing all of this out because there, there are two teams playing tonight. Yeah, it sounds like a great team. <laughs> well, I'm just pointing out there are two teams playing tonight. We only acknowledge one seemingly. But I will just say, like, I don't care what the score is tonight. If the Dallas Cowboys win this game tonight and they are 9-3 and three within a longer week going into the Eagles game— I am going to say I'm happy for them. I'm impressed with them. And part of this has to do in many ways with the fact that I am constantly finding myself defending their head coach because Mike McCarthy constantly gets destroyed and Dak Prescott constantly gets destroyed, their quarterback. And you know what? They're both way more good than not. And Mike McCarthy has won a Super Bowl in this league. He wins double-digit games seemingly every single year. And he's one win then away from winning double-digit games yet again. So, yeah, it's a good win tonight. Yeah, it's against a winning team, against a playoff team. And the Dallas Cowboys are a good football team. All of that can be said. And I can also say they're at best the third best team in their conference. Yeah, all those things are right. You know, Mike McCarthy is like, 
Sean Payton with a bad publicist. Because if you look at their resumes. Look back at my tweet from years ago on that. At Evco Radio. I have that exact tweet. Somebody will find that and put that up. Uh, I'm telling you, I have this from years ago, the same comparison. And we're talking about enough data and enough similar data to say that these guys are very comparable. Winning a Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame quarterback. The sustained period of success with a certain organization in the NFC. Like all the things. But Mike McCarthy gets up there in his news conferences and he bumbles around and says things that we don't understand. And of course, I think in some sense we feel like he's neutered by Jerry Jones, who's the face of the franchise where Sean Payton has sort of glitzy and glamoury and even in his year off was on the Fox pregame set right on like in front of our faces and giving strong opinions about all sorts of things. But Mike McCarthy's resume is really good. And I think the thing that Mike McCarthy deserves the most credit for this year, Bubba, as a Cowboys fan, I'm dying to know if you agree with this, is that he admitted he was wrong, not verbally, but through his actions. Early in the season, we thought this was going to be a ground-and-pound team that relied upon its defense. And after they got drop-kicked by the 49ers, what they decided was that we're going to lean into the things that we do best. Our stud quarterback throwing to our stud-wide receiver, and we're going to let our pass rushers like pin their ears back and go get people. And we're going to play that way, the way that the Colts did 15 or 20 years ago. And you know what? It's worked. Now, it hasn't worked against any good teams because they've not happened to play any of those. But if they go out there with that same formula and crush Seattle tonight, we need to give them credit. Now, the 49ers just beat the Seahawks by 17 points. And so if it doesn't look like that, everyone tomorrow morning is going to say, well, look, in back-to-back weeks, the Niners crushed the Seahawks and the Cowboys barely squeaked by. They're still third in the conference. Whatever. But you've got to beat the teams on your schedule, and I expect the Cowboys to beat the Seahawks tonight and to do so decisively. Go ahead, Bubba. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. You have to give him credit because – the one of the, his basically the reasoning he wanted to get rid of Kellen Moore is he mm-hmm. said is like yeah we gotta we gotta run the ball more I, I want to run the ball more and yeah and to your point he has changed from the beginning of the year to now he is a different play caller which I appreciate because I I like I enjoy more of the passing on first and second down yes absolutely I, and that that that's what kills me so many times and passing on first and second down is they've changed the games when they've done that so I am happy about that I still am not entirely confident in Mike McCarthy. I do agree that he's a better coach overall than we give him credit for. I don't think he's like a complete disaster that everyone makes him out to see, but he does always seem to have this one mistake, whether mm-hmm. it's clock management or you know whatever it is. You know, he, I can't see the scoreboard. The thing was, he always has some issue, which always goes back to coaching. I, I do think he's a better coach than you know the gen- average average coach out there. He gets there, the but, big stuff right, though. He, um, for yeah. the most part, he gets the big stuff right. Evan, yesterday we had a conversation about the Heisman, Jaden Daniels. Bo Nix, individual stats, team success. In the Google Doc today, Cam asked a pretty astute question. Does I have that... that open, by the way. Today. Okay, so yeah, wonderful. I found it. I'm glad that that's, that's, that's not in a, in a notepad uh, near you at an office depot. He'll copy it down word for word. We'll <laughs> transcribe the Google Doc to it, a notepad. Uh, using that same logic, using the same logic, piggybacking on that same conversation, at least philosophically, does Dak Prescott deserve more MVP love for the, for the way that he is playing and for the individual stats that he has accrued? Or do you think that the V, in this case, and most valuable, is such that Jalen Hurts, because he's the quarterback on the best team and he's carrying them to some extent, still deserves to be the favorite? I think Jalen Hurts deserves to be the favorite, but what I will say is tonight's the night for Dak Prescott. If he has a three-touchdown, no-interception game, mm-hmm. and they win tonight, and he's up to 26 touchdowns and six interceptions, and I would have two rushing touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. So he'd be right there with yep. the turnover machine mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the overall number of touchdowns in terms of Josh Allen. Um, he's going to be in that conversation, so much so that I would say if I said to you right now, you could have the NFC East or the field for MVP, you take the NFC East and you don't think twice. I like that prop. So let's bang through the Cowboys schedule here. And I want you to tell me where they wind up. They get Seattle tonight at home. Oh, uh, that's a win. Then they get Philly with a little extra rest. Because <laughs> I want the next one, Mike. At home. <laughs> I get it. Uh, that's a loss. So you think they lose to Philly? 
I mean, as of right now, yeah. I mean, uh, well, especially since I think Philly's going to be coming off of a loss. Yes, and honestly, with, and with two less days to prep. Yeah, I'm not worried about that as much with a team like that. I'm just worried about the Cowboys. So the Cowboys are going to get Philly, I think, off of a loss. If okay. Because I think the Niners are going to beat them this weekend. Fair enough. And then they go at Buffalo, at Miami. Split them. You split them. And then you get the Lions at home. Is anybody keeping track of this, by the way? Yes, of course. You, you have this in your head? We're talking about like six football games. Okay. Yeah, we just got through four games, Evan. Oh, that seems like a lot to me. We're not like reciting the prepositions alphabetically here, uh, which I can do. But we the get the what? Lions and the Commanders to finish up. <laughs> what did up. he just say? The Lions and the Commanders to finish up. Um, Stay with me. Let's, ha- let's have them win those both. Okay. That gets the Cowboys to a place where they're still going to be the wild card, though. Like, I think well, they, I don't think they're going to win the division, and this is the thing. I but mean, that's cr- crucial, don't you think so? Well, and that's the thing. Chris Canty's whole point on Unsportsmanlike this morning, Canty, Michelle, and I, Smalls and I, uh, is that you don't normally have the division winner, or the, the non-division winner, win the MVP in the NFL. It, right? Almost always a quarterback from the top two time. seed. That was yeah. the last time it's with a great Adrian call. Peterson. It's a great so, call. But here's the thing. What if I told you, we'll go 30 for 30 style, Okay. what if I told you mm-hmm. that by the end of the season, the Dallas Cowboys may not have the best record, but the second best record, mm. would they have an MVP? If potentially Philly had the best record, but ultimately at the end of the season, Dak's numbers were better than Jalen Hurts, doesn't he have a chance at the MVP? That if we're going to look at the second best record while they're not winning a division, a number two seed, or number theoretically the second best record, mm-hmm. is better than every other team but Philadelphia. I think that Jalen Hurts is still going to win the award because the narrative is, is so is so strong. I think Dak would real Bubba, I think Dak would have to like outplay Jalen Hurts down the stretch and beat them in Dallas next week by yeah. an order of magnitude to actually win that thing. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't see any way he gets unless the Eagles completely fall apart and I don't see them getting the MVP unless they are the one seed. Which, here's a, which here's I don't another see question off of this. For what you, if Bubba? I told you? <laughs> here's another question for you off of this. Okay? Think about this for a second. Do we think that Jerry Jones wants Dak Prescott to win the MVP? Because if he wins the MVP, the contract just goes up and up and up. Interesting. He wants him back, I'm sure, but he would want him back at his price. Having another line in that resume, in that pitch that the agent is bringing into the conversation is, you're, you're not going to give the reigning MVP X amount of dollars? Yeah. That I bet you Jerry Jones wants the Cowboys, obviously, to win the division, win the Super Bowl, etc. But I bet you if he could choose Jalen Hurts MVP or Dak Prescott MVP, he'd actually choose Jalen Hurts MVP. Maybe so in an honest moment. And something that also has surprised me is that the Cowboys have never had a quarterback to win the MVP award ever. And the Eagles haven't had one since Norm Van Brocklin in the 50s. That's really bizarre to me. The that's only... very recent for you. Norm... <laughs> that's the 1850s is more yes, your speed. Norm Van Brocklin is a, is a contemporary reference. But I think that in an honest moment, you know, with a scotch or two uh, behind him or, or down, uh, Jerry would say that. He would say, I want to keep Dak Prescott at all costs, but not at that cost. Why does Jerry have to be drinking scotch? Well, I think that once you get Jerry, I mean, what do you think he drinks, Bob? Do you think he's drinking a high noon? Yeah, like, he's not drinking Miller Lite. Or Ford anything. Loco? Yeah. Maybe, he I mean, maybe he doesn't drink at all. What do you think? <laughs> I think he's probably drinking um, a Grey Goose mm-hmm. or a Heineken because we are coming to you live from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose, of course, here, Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. When you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance, visit Progressive.com. Coming up, well, yeah, an owner calling plays. Does that sound good to you? Awesome. Mm, maybe not. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. What if I told you? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Hello with Hembo, Evan Cohen in for Greeny today here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. It is the holiday season. It is time to buy your Christmas trees, and it is time to buy real Christmas trees, not the fake ones. See, here's what happens. You buy the fake one, you're going to spend more, and it's worse for the environment, and you're going to cost people jobs. Yes, that is true. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. That You know, buying real Christmas trees helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry. This is true. So basically... They need jobs. They want jobs. And planting the trees, growing the trees, that's their job. So if you buy the fake ones, what are they doing? For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are Americans' farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment, of course. And they're available for you. And they're affordable for you. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at Get Real. Keepitreal.com. All right, so uh, full transparency, we go to our first break of the show, and I asked Hembo, and I asked Cam, and I asked Bubba, I asked the hashtag crew, has, has anyone spoken to Greeny since we had him on yesterday? And if you missed any of our interview with him, you missed these sounds that came out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he obviously is not feeling well. He has COVID. He has talked about that on the air. And with us, and Hembo said, I missed a FaceTime from him. He FaceTimed me last night at 8.17 p.m., but I didn't take it. Why didn't you take it? Well, there are a couple reasons why I didn't take an 8.17 FaceTime. First of all, for me, 8.17 p.m. is something approximating midnight. And Greeny knows that because he's worked with me for 10 years. So he should know better not to call me at that time. What time do you normally wake up in the morning? What time do you normally go to sleep? I, I wake up in the morning. 
at 3.30 at the very latest. And it will vary on when I sleep based upon if I need to watch anything that night live. But on a night like yesterday with nothing, I go to bed by 8 o'clock. Okay. So he called me much past my bedtime, at least 17 minutes past it. So you, were, you were in bed, you're saying? I was in bed. And who sets your bedtime? My, my, I mean, basically, once we put the girls down, once yeah. we put the babies down, that's about when I start my bedtime process. Got it. Okay? Right. So that's, that's that. Secondly, and much more importantly, I didn't answer because I was topless. I'm in bed, just with my PJ bottoms on as I always sleep, and I'm most definitely not picking up a FaceTime from Greenberg in bed, topless. Wait, when you say pajama bottoms... I'm thinking Bubba and Cam, like, he feels like the kind of guy that's, like, wearing Scooby-Doo pajama bottoms, doesn't he? <laughs> like, he doesn't feel like, like, normally, I, I wear, like, basketball shorts to sleep. Okay, like baggy and, ones. Yeah, like, basketball shorts and a t-shirt. Like, as if, like, I, I could literally play pickup. Like, you're going to practice. Yeah, like, I'm going to practice. In case right. you get the FaceTime call and want to play at any time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> in, in case Pat Riley calls, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's I go. have my heat gear, and I'm ready to go. But couldn't you imagine Hembo in, like, kids' Like flannel PJ bottom kind of things. Yes, I I would have thought that Hembo wears like the full silk nighttime suit with like the the cap and everything. Like, <laughs> like Ebenezer seen, Scrooge. Yes, like Ebenezer Scrooge or the guy in the you know the uh, the night before Christmas poem. Uh, that's who I'm picturing Hembo dressing. I'm actually I'm surprised because I picture him wearing a full baseball uniform <laughs> <laughs> with cleats, <laughs> yeah. stirrups to sleep. So, so sleeping in my nap last topless, topless. I was surprised. I figured you had a you know a Phillies uniform. No, on. I I sleep hot, very hot. If you know what I mean. And so I'm no, up. I don't. What? I'm not picking up the FaceTime is what I'm saying. But aren't you and Grainy close enough at this time where it would not have been weird? We are close enough. To where it would not have been weird if the thumb doesn't slip and anything below, say, my chest shows. But you're wearing pants. Yeah, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I agree with both. I sleep hot. <laughs> Stop saying that. I'm not wearing pants. I mean, I'm wearing shorts. Like what? shorts. He's wearing underwear. Are you wearing a Speedo? What are you say? You can say underwear on the radio. I mean, underwear, I, I would, boxer I would say briefs? something approximating Tights? the size of boxer briefs in terms of the amount of surface area it covers. But I'm not comfortable. What do you wear? What does this guy wear to sleep? I, I now don't. Un- Bubba, do you understand what he's saying? I don't saying? know if you've heard, but he sleeps hot. hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually confused. I thought are you he wearing did, like a thong he said to sleep? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> he said he wore pajama bottoms, which I yeah. thought I understood. What, what I'm so saying no, is he's got pajama the bottoms. Pajama, the, the pajama bottoms only basically cover... The bottom. So, so yes, not we understand paja- that. So they're not pajama bottoms. What I'm you're saying basically is, saying you're wearing underwear. Basically. Why it, are you afraid to say that? Because I don't want to pick up a FaceTime if Greenberg calls if he happens to catch my lower half. Well, what did he, why did you say pajama bottom? Yeah, why don't you just explain? That makes, it makes a little more sense. You well, pride yourself in accuracy. You have more information and factual information than literally anyone on ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. And yet the one thing that you are not factually accurate on are your own pajamas? No, but pajama to me is just a time of day that you wear them. It's not it's not what? it's not the kind of clothing that it is. So like for me, the underwear in which I sleep is my pajama bottom. Pajama has no indication to time of day. Yes, it does. No, it does what not. What are you talking about? Pajamas, you can wear your pajamas at any time during no, the day. No, you can't. No one does that. Yes, you do. If you if you uh, stay home from school sick, you're wearing your pajamas all day. If you're if you're off on a, uh, any day during the week, you're wearing your pajamas no, a little you bit go, later. You go on a pub crawl. You wear, everyone wears their pajamas. That's yes, what, thank that's you. That's ridiculous. 
No, it's not. That's ap- no, you, it's first of all, are, so what, are you saying you have like specific underwear you only wear to sleep, and then when you get up in the morning, you put on different underwear? Yes, I have two. I have two in my rotation because you sleep hot. Because I sleep hot. Again, the way you're saying you have a little extra, you're flumbo instead of hembo when you say hot. It's hot. No, I don't sleep hot. I sleep hot. hot. He's hocking a loogie. <laughs> what is he talking about? I Guys, have a, I have a just question. Just take a picture of I actually need to see I'm you in not, your underwear. No, you don't. I have to see you now in your underwear. <laughs> no, I don't you have, don't. We have no choice. We all do. FaceTime him tonight. How do you have, a question? Do you have well. a question about this? 817 tonight. I'm FaceTiming yeah. you. It's going to be Cowboys and Seahawks are about to kick I got off. Better things and you're going to get a FaceTime from me. Oh, my God. I have a question. What did Greeny want? He wanted to talk about something that was a non-emergency. How do you know? You didn't answer. No, but I did, I did wind up calling him back without the FaceTime. So we did a, an audio call, which is what you, people should do when calling other men in the middle of the night, by the way. The middle of the night. He had just like a random question to ask about our next book project. I think he's just so bored and lonely at home that he just wanted to talk to someone else. And I was the last one. All right, just answer the question. Do you sleep naked? No. Well, not usually. But last night when he called, you were naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes! We got it out of him. Yeah. You, okay. Because I took a late shower. <laughs> Why did – you want to talk about time wasted. That was we six just minutes wasted, of our lives. We had to get to the bottom – literally the bottom of this. But, like, you was, were going to FaceTime Greeny naked yesterday. Yes, because when I said topless, what I really meant was – Bottomless. Bottomless. <laughs> He just got out of the shower, greedy FaceTime. He said he was wearing pajama bottoms, which just means a towel. And literally, the subject of our call was, the, was Murderer's Row, the 1927 Yankees of lineup. Of course it was. Because <laughs> what else could it be? It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Naked Hembo, Evan Cohen with you. All right, uh, this morning on Unsportsmanlike, Chris Canty was dressed. I sat next to him. Michelle Smallman sat next to him. We were talking about the Carolina Panthers. We were talking about NFL and Canty got a text message from a source, which um, allowed Canty to convey this piece of amazing information. The owner of the Carolina Panthers has involved himself to the degree when it came to Frank Reich of asking to have more of certain play calls on the offensive side of the ball going into last week's game. Now, I'm not talking about game day. I'm talking about in the planning leading up to the game. Somebody closer, they shot me a text because we were talking about this subject, and they said, that's how bad it was in Carolina. Again, clown show. Clown show. That is David Tepper. It's a circus with the Carolina Panthers. I don't know who the hell would want that job if they got other options. All right, so CC brought that amazing piece of info to the table today on our show on Sportsman Like Weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We are all dressed, unlike this show, mm. for that show. Interestingly enough, Frank Reich, the then head coach of the Carolina Panthers, on October 12th provided this information about the owner of the team, David Tepper. There's different philosophies in ownership. Some owners kind of stay away and don't engage a whole lot. Other owners do. And his philosophy is he's going to engage. And listen, it's only been a short experience. It's been a really good experience. It hasn't been fun. It's not fun. Those those meetings aren't, I wouldn't characterize them as fun meetings, but those meetings make me better, and I trust they make us better. Okay, so that now, once we have CeCe's information, and it confirms that what he was talking about there is the owner is telling me what plays to call. And this is where sports ownership is fascinating to me because what sports ownership basically is is that it, there's a singular person most of the time that is extremely, unbelievably successful in a walk of life that has nothing to do with football. 
or sports in general. See, what happens in most businesses anywhere is you work your way up in the field you are in to reach the highest of positions that you possibly can reach. We are fortunate enough to have worked our way up here to ESPN Radio. We are unbelievably thankful to have done it. My background includes working and doing shows in Madison, Wisconsin, West Palm Beach, Florida, and Sirius XM. I worked my way up to get to the pinnacle, which is ESPN Radio, by being in the same exact industry to get this unbelievably amazing position that I have now. David Tepper was not a football guy, okay? That owners in sports, what happens is they are amazingly successful in another field, and now they have the highest-ranking position in a sport that they actually have nothing to do with other than a shared fandom with the rest of us. And then you also assume many times, well, if you're a billionaire, you must be a good manager of people. That doesn't necessarily equate. But here's the one thing I will say. When you own something, you're allowed to be an involvement, involved with things. So it is okay in my mind for an owner of a team to think that they should be able to call plays. It is their right. It doesn't mean it's right. And there's two different things here. So technically, if David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, wants to walk into then head coach Frank Reich's office and say, here are the four plays I'd like to run, he has every right to do that. But it automatically means things aren't right there. Because you're now overstepping. Because great managers and great leaders know how to delegate responsibility and entrust their employees to work in the specific field that they are experts in. He is not an expert in football. He is an expert in business. He is an expert in making money, which doesn't mean he's an expert in management of people. See, everybody's assuming, oh, he's terrible for doing this. I'm not suggesting he's not. I'm suggesting that I understand why he's doing that, because he is in control of his own business but that's also why his business is not doing well right now i bet this is a lot more common across the nfl across sports than people realize because if you have enough money to buy a professional football team it means that you are extraordinarily wealthy it means that you have been extraordinarily successful in most everything else that you have done and so people that wind up in those positions aren't going to deviate from what got them there my guess is that david tepper is treating frank reich or treated frank reich the same way that he did other bosses in previous professions. The difference, of course, is that football is exceedingly different from all of those. Being a billionaire, being a multimillionaire in some cases, regardless of where these guys are on that spectrum, doesn't make you any more or less qualified to input play calling than it would me or you. But when you have all sorts of money, like you said, it does give you the right But if you don't hire right, and if you don't trust those people to actually do those jobs, well, that's why you see the same organizations in sports fail and fail and fail the same way, like cycle over cycle. Let's use somebody who's a governor of an NBA team and somebody who owns an NBA team, at least for now, who was on this show relatively recently. Mark Cuban with the Dallas Mavericks. If Mark Cuban is telling his highest ranking person on the tech side, here's how I would code this, here's how I would operate this, that is his area of expertise that he made his billions by doing. Right? If he tells Jason Kidd, the head coach of the Mavs, here's what defense I think we should run and why Luka will be successful here, it is his right to make that suggestion, but that's not necessarily his area of expertise right. as the tech world would be or the business world or now the entertainment world relative to television with Shark Tank on ABC. That's different. That is, to me, a little bit different. Here. Yeah, like I can trust Elon Musk to colonize Mars, <laughs> but not to run Twitter. Like, these things don't translate. Like, if you're good at one thing, it doesn't make you good at something else. But the thing is, sports is a, as an industry, 
are, are you generally buy a team because it's your leisure. It's something that you love. The way that I would play fantasy football since I was a teenager. The, the way that he runs the Panthers is no different the way than I would manage my fantasy football team. Except in this case, there are hundreds of people whose lives are at stake. But think about this from a sports perspective. And it is greeny. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Along with Hembo, who was naked FaceTiming with Greeny last night. I am Evan Cohen. In for Greeny. Normally you hear uh, uh, me, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio and on Sportsmanlike with <laughs> and Chris Canty. Um, so think about the, the evolution of a person that can be rich enough to buy a sports team. Mm-hmm. So basically what we're saying is the greatest of sports owners or governors are the people that are unbelievably successful in a walk of life. They have a fandom for a sport or a team forever. They are so successful that they acquire enough wealth to go and buy that team. And now, if you're great at what you do, all of this fandom, all of this work, all of this effort, all of this wealth, to now apply it to buying a sports franchise, the number one thing you could do is nothing. Why? Why would that be attractive to someone? Like Mm -hmm. What we're saying is the reason Robert Kraft is great with the Patriots is because he does publicly nothing. Right. Bubba, you're going to be good on this because you just watched your favorite baseball team become owned by one of its biggest fans that happens to have billions of dollars. Right. Do you think there's any learn from what Steve Cohen did in New York with what David Tepper is doing in Carolina? Well, I think we're even already seeing it with Cohen at first, where his first you know year and a half where he was tweeting a lot and just calling out the players, and he seemed to be way more involved in, in just day unnes- to day, yeah. in unnecessarily, mm-hmm. you know, just questionable stuff but now I think he's kind of taking a step back I think hiring David Stearns was the right move literally just a guy to oversee everything bring in David Stearns he's the person he's kind of taking a step back what I which I seems to make sense so I think initially I think he was kind of a little too hands-on and just getting in there with tweets and saying stuff and and press conferences and all this stuff now I think he's maybe realizing all right let me let me bring in the smart people like we're saying Tepper should do he brought in David Stearns from Milwaukee universally loved let Stearns take over and let him let him make all the baseball moves and that's the genius of Jerry Jones who has Stephen Jones who can say no we're not going to draft Johnny Menzel we're going to draft Zach Martin like the people that are actually successful in this industry whether it be how many you know games their teams win or how much money their franchises are worth I bet you they all have someone just like that helping them pull the strings is there a reason you decided to go to Hembo on the Mets and not me because I am also a Mets fan uh, no, I just, well, okay, he, I just... He went to me. He didn't go to himself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Bubba. Because Bubba's voice just sounds so attractive right now to our radio audience. <laughs> I just wanted to hear more of that. So, Steve, and and we've sultry. talked about Steve Cohen a lot on the show. Steve Cohen is an interesting example. What do you think? Well, <laughs> As a fan of the Mets, what do you think? I'm dying to know. You're a Mets fan? I'm dying I to know. I never heard that before. Really? I'm a Mets fan, yes. Um, normally, I'm a front runner, so it's weird for me. With not, you know, They're not right. running in front, but that's the one team that I've stayed with forever. Mm. Here's the one thing I would say about this. So, like, again, think about how illogical it is, Bubba. You just said something that is so true, but again, it's illogical. It's, well, Steve Cohen initially bought this team for billions of dollars and was so involved, and now he's doing the right thing not being involved. Bubba, you've worked your butt off for 20 years almost at ESPN to be involved in this show at Greeny. Hey, you know what the best thing could be is? Just back off if you could. Like, think about that logic, right? And I understand this is your area of expertise. This is your field that you've, you've risen up in. But that is the, the unique part of sports ownership is that we always say that the people that are the worst owners are the ones that are involved. They are also the ones that put billions of dollars into a business. So we're asking as fans, and I think understandably, we're asking as fans for these women and men to say, uh, 
please move away. Get out of here. What do you mean get out of here? I just spent billions of dollars to own this team. I should get out of here? No, you should get out of here. And that's where the, that's where being a sports owner is actually, I think, a little bit more of a difficult job than people realize. I totally agree. It just comes down to, do I want to be successful or do I want to be involved? Which is more important to me? And involved may actually be the answer if they're truthful. Because oh, I totally that's agree. That's the dream. I totally agree. It's to be, to be the make-believe GM. Along with Hembo, Evan Cohen in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, one coach potentially could be coaching against his future team this weekend. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Both. I sleep hot. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM80, your smart speaker, along with Hembo. Evan Cohen in for Greeny today. 
Time now for a little Real versus Fake, brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying Real Christmas Trees at Lowe's or wherever Real Christmas Trees are sold. They are good for the environment. They are good for the American Christmas tree farmer. They are affordable and they're available. For more information, visit GetRealKeepItReal.com. Is it real? They're real? real? And they're spectacular. Or is it fake? Fake is gonna fake. Fake, fake, fake. Is it real or fake? All right, we go to Cam. Is it real? Is it fake? All right, Evan, I'll start with you. Real versus fake. Bill Belichick is coaching against his future team this weekend. That's the L.A. Chargers. So I don't want Belichick going anywhere. I'm a Pats fan. Uh, I want him staying in New England with the Patriots. And I, I have decided what I'd like the Robert Kraft press conference to sound like. Go ahead. I have it. That he is going to, at the end of the season, get up to that podium and express to the world, we are obviously extremely disappointed in what happened this year. This is not the kind of season that is acceptable with the New England Patriots. We all know that. We have set a standard, thanks to Coach Belichick and many others, of excellence here, of winning titles. That a three-win season, four-win season is completely unacceptable. But the standard was set because of Coach Belichick and others. That Bill Belichick helped us get there. Bill Belichick also helped us get here. And I am confident that Bill Belichick is going to help us get out of here. Bob, one more follow-up question. Yes, let's go to the naked man who uh, FaceTimed with Mike Greenberg recently. Yes, that's, that's me. Will Bill Belichick still have exclusive personnel control as he has had for the last two decades? The last two decades have been the greatest two decades of any franchise in the history of the sport, as Bill Belichick has always done. He has brought in the best people around him to help out, and I expect him to continue to do that. And I would like Bill Belichick to help us out of this place the same way he helped us into this place. And helping us into that standard was him in control of the football operations, and I am confident with the people around him, which include Matt Groh and Elliot Wolf, that he will find a way out of this, and I have charged him with doing so. So that's a great answer at the, at the news conference. You're a fan. What do you think? I, yeah, I, I want him. If you tell me that, like, I get the idea of why people are enamored by the idea of him going to coach Justin Herbert. I get that. But you know what? I'm enamored with the idea of him coaching Caleb Williams or Drake May. I'm enamored with the idea of running it back a little bit and getting a best of last dance kind of staff. Go get Josh McDaniels back. Keep Bill O'Brien in some capacity there. I don't care. Like, go get Scott Pioli, their former GM, back. Go get John Robinson back, the former GM of the Titans, who built a really good team with Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. Like, I don't believe there is a person that could do the rebuild better than Bill Belichick. I just don't. At least it's available. I'm not getting Andy Reid. I'm not getting Kyle Shanahan. I want Bill Belichick back. And you know what? The Chargers reportedly want him. The Panthers now we're hearing are going to offer him, you know, the kitchen sink to go get him. I want him back. Real or fake? So, I guess fake was my answer. Yeah. Like the Christmas trees. Cam, next. All right, Hembo, real versus fake. The Lions, after losing on Thanksgiving to the Packers, should no longer be taken seriously as an NFC contender. Uh, That's real, but not just because of the way that they performed against the Packers on Thanksgiving. It's real because they don't have a championship defense. Not a defense that can win you a championship. I mean, they don't have a defense that you can win a championship with. They sack the quarterback far too infrequently. They're just awful in the red zone. Aiden Hutchinson is their really only threat as a pass rusher. The back seven isn't any good either. They can score with the best of them. And it would not surprise me if they won one home playoff game. But that's where it ends for the Detroit Lions this season. Next one, Cam. All right. Evan, 
Real versus Fake, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, and Nathaniel Hackett all back on the Jets next season. Yeah, Real, because Aaron Rodgers, the owner of the team, obviously these are these hand-picked guys. These are the guys he wants, especially the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who has proven to be the single worst offensive coach in all of football. I mean, there's literally not a coach that is... I mean, Matt Patricia as offensive coordinator in New England, better than Nathaniel Hackett. Matt Canada, the former offensive coordinator with the, the Steelers, better than Nathaniel Hackett. He is the worst offensive coach in football. His singular great skill is being there for Aaron Rodgers, which I'm not saying is not a great skill. It actually is a great skill to have that kind of tie-in relationship with one of the greatest players in the history of the sport. But Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, and Nathaniel Hackett, it's real. Like the Christmas trees you should buy, that they'll be back in New York next season because of the fact that I believe Aaron Rodgers will want them back in New York next season. Cam next. All right, real versus fake, Hembo Durant. No, you're going to do it. You're going to do it now. Every time, Cam next. So that's my thing now. That's your thing. You're okay. good at that. Cam, next. Okay. <laughs> Real versus fake, Hembo. Deron Bland of the Cowboys should be the defensive player of the year. So if the season ended today and I had to submit a vote, that's real. Now, he's not the betting favorite. Miles Garrett is, then Micah Parsons, then TJ Watt. Deron Bland's an 11-1 to long shot to win the award. But the reason it's real for me is not because he's the best player, but he has been the defensive player that has produced the most value this season, in my opinion, by a pretty large margin because if you can find yourself in the end zone five times as a defensive player that is equivalent to I don't know 25 30 35 sacks in terms of the way that that impacts a game and that's what I'm voting on I'm not voting on the best player I'm voting on the player that had the best year and to date that's Deron Bland Cam next thank you uh Evan Real versus Fake the winner of Broncos Texans this weekend is a playoff team and the loser is not fake like the Christmas trees you shouldn't buy Hmm. because I'm not sold that either one of them is definitely going to be in or either one of them is definitely going to be out like the the point of the question allows me to live in a gray area that I don't know like could the loser of this game still make the playoffs sure could the winner of this game not make the playoffs sure here's what I'll tell you about this game this is amazing that this game matters and I think regardless of what happens the rest of the season that if both teams finish not regardless of what happens but regardless of what happens relative to the playoffs if both teams finish with a winning record, that's an amazing success this year. I ran the simulation. If the Texans win, they have a 69% chance of getting in, and the Broncos have only a 13% chance. If the Broncos win, Broncos then have a 50% chance themselves, and the Texans have a 34% chance. So it's not accurate to call this a play-in game, but for this juncture in the season, given where the AFC playoff picture stands, it's honestly pretty freaking close. Cam, next! All right, last one real quick. Hembo, real versus fake. Joe Flacco is going to start a playoff game for the Browns. Fake. They're either going to miss the playoffs, or if they make it, it's going to be because DTR uh, is their guy. I think if they do make the playoffs, DTR would start that playoff game. But honestly, I kind of like Indy. Kind of like Denver, kind of like Houston, kind of like Buffalo, all more than Cleveland at this juncture. Yeah, I think that's fake only because of exactly what you said. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to make the playoffs, but I think they, I think they like DTR. Me too. And there's something about this guy. Like, there's just there's there's kind of those tea leaves that they really really like. Yeah, he's this guy. he's better than JF. J- I'm sorry, GF. PH? JF. Yeah, JF. Joe Flacco. But- I sleep hot. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.